Welcome to the Youth School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. Well, hey, everybody. This is Scott Schimmel. I am your usual host. I guess I should stop introducing myself as today's host. I am the host of the U School podcast. And today I'm thrilled to be having a conversation with a former friend. I shouldn't say former friend. That sounds rude. <laughs> a friend of mine that we haven't connected uh, with each other in a few years and have a conversation around strengths and why that fits into this theme. The theme of this month is it's not about you. But we're talking about strengths today and helping people discover, tap into, and develop their own strengths. And so uh, follow along with us as we have this conversation. I'm thrilled to have Tracy G on the USCO on the podcast and have a conversation with her. So just to get started, Tracy, would you tell us your story, uh, what you're doing professionally, personally, and then how specifically you became a strengths coach through the StrengthsFinder? Yeah, thanks, Scott. It's awesome to talk to you. I'm really happy to be with you. Um, well, I live in LA with my husband and my two sons. One's in second grade, one just started middle school. So we're in a whole new adventure. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right there with you. Right. Um, I worked for InterVarsity for about 20 years. Um, it's hard to believe, but time has gone by that fast. So, wow. yeah, for those that know it, it's a Christian ministry. For those that don't, it's a faith-based nonprofit that does leadership development for college students. So I've worked um, in that organi- same organization for about 20 years and then um, recently have become a strengths coach. Okay. Okay. Um, and how, how yeah, that? how that came about. Um, well, first of all, I'm kind of addicted to personality assessments. So okay. <laughs> you, like, I love all these different ways of like, kind of learning more about yourself, um, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, mm-hmm. Four Tendencies. You know, I could be on cool. the internet and see a quiz like, what breed of dog are you? And I'm like, ooh, interesting. <laughs> I just love that stuff. Um, so I'd been aware of StrengthsFinder um, for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think I'd used it for about 10 years. Um, but it wasn't until I had an opportunity to be coached by a friend and colleague who has a ton of experience as a strengths coach okay. that I realized how powerful it could be. Um, so her coaching, it just really helped me realize that being aware of your strengths is only a very small part of it. Um, and really where, uh, the biggest payoff is, is in, um, developing your strengths and eventually getting to master your strengths. So Mm. that was a really energizing conversation. Um, so I realized I had just kind of gotten stuck at awareness and hadn't really moved beyond that. Like, oh, I could kind of name what my strengths were. Okay. So if you're familiar with the strengths finder, you get, um, you know, like a report with like your top five. And I kind of knew what those were, kind of forgot them, but I feel mm-hmm. like hadn't really done much with them to really understand them as far as how they fit with me personally and my development and how I could utilize them for the things that mattered most to me in my life. Um, you know, I'm just a big believer in not trying to master every single thing, but trying to really focus on what makes you uniquely you and what's going to help you thrive. And I realized, I think this is a really great tool for that. So when the opportunity came around for training, it just was like the worst possible timing. I didn't know how I was gonna make the practical issues work out, but 
I was like, I have to be there. This is, it just felt like one of those sparks that you have to chase and figure out where it's going to go. And, um, and now four months later, I've finished my training and certification. I've been coaching people and I honestly really, really love it. So we'll get a little bit more into what strengths are and how you help people discover theirs, but tell me a little bit more about what is it about the personality tests and tools? What is it for you? It, I mean, is it, has it, does it personally help? Do you like to, do you like to use that for other people's lives? Like what is the spark for you? Mm. I think the draw for me with these personality assessments is um, mostly getting a chance to have something mirror back to you or give you some categories of thinking about yourself, maybe things that you were aware of, but didn't quite have words to express. Like that's how you work. That's how you function. You know, obviously none of them are completely perfect um, or tell every single thing about you, but they give you like a small window into who you are. And I really enjoy that process of figuring that out for myself and helping other people discover that for themselves. Okay. So maybe for the strengths nerds out there who are <laughs> curious now, what are your top five strengths according to the strengths finder? Okay. According to strengths finder, my top five are strategic, futuristic input, okay. achiever and activator. Okay. So for those that know the strength stuff, I think it's really a big driving force for learning more about strengths is actually my input. Because input likes to learn, it likes to gather resources, and then it likes to be a resource in a practical way. So there's other kinds of strengths that gear more towards just like learning in general or more philosophically, but input is kind of has like a practical bent. And I like that. I like learning and gathering resources that I feel like, oh, this can make some of these life better. Yep. Well, there's a, you mentioned this earlier, there's a huge, I think there's a, there's a difference between getting the results of a test like that and then figuring out what to do about it, figuring out how to make it useful for you. And I think most people that I've talked to with StrengthsFinder or DISC or whatever those are, it's something that they've done before, maybe through a workshop at work or at their church or something. But what, like, how do you move that from information to actually being useful? What, what have you found that's going to be really uh, helpful for you? Yeah, it's so true. I've, I've talked to people that, are like, yeah, I got my strengths finder results. Uh, I can't really remember what they are. You know, they can't uh-huh. even really recall them. They just get the report and they read it through once and they stick it in a drawer and they don't really look at it. Um, you know, for me, it really was the coaching. It was that kind of conversation where it wasn't so much her telling me this yeah. is you or you need to do this, but it was her asking just really great questions. Okay. Um, so one of the things I love about strengths is you could have, you know, 10 people with the same strength, but it's going to feel really different um, in those mm-hmm. 10 people based on a number of other things like their life experiences and their core values and mm. their personality, other aspects of their personality and just who they are. And so I think there's, there's so much that's unique about them, like even input. I coached this woman last week who has input. She's a graphic designer. So for her, input is very visual. Like she loves Oh, going okay. to museums. She yeah. loves taking in beautiful images and huh. um, beautiful design. And then that shapes how she thinks about her own creative process and design. I just thought that was so interesting. It's really different. Um, it's not the classic, like tons of dusty books on a bookshelf kind of input thing. It's yeah. really unique for her. And I find that to be really true. So 
Yep. I think that process of coaching helps uncover for a person, like what is it uniquely for them um, that mm. how does the strength really come alive in them? I remember a key moment for me, I, I had a similar experience sitting down with someone who was certified as a strengths coach years ago as I started out in a master's program. And this woman was asking me questions about my top five strengths. Mm. And I was telling her a real life work example about how I'd been supervising someone, a woman who had given feedback on my performance review that I was not very supportive of her, of her personal life. And I remember just being one, uh, shocked to hear that Two, um, really defensive because I, in my, so what I told this strengths coach, I said, I don't know what she's talking about because I've listened to her problems for a year. (laughs) (laughs) Problems. That's like all we talk about. And through the lens of StrengthsFinder, she said, well, which one of your strengths do you use or do you activate or do you apply when she's sharing her personal problems? And as I look at them, and one of my top strengths also is strategic, this idea of being, uh, being able to see patterns and figure out how to apply solutions. Mm-hmm. So she had been telling me these personal problems and I'm like listening, yeah, yep, yep. And I'm using my strategic strength and giving her solutions to her personal problems. I mean, this sounds like <laughs> marriage therapy, right? And then um, I also have in my top five, what Fighter calls empathy. Mm-hmm. And what was happening for me was I was turning it off when she was sharing that stuff with me because I was tired of hearing it and I wanted to be efficient and we had work to do. And so in a very slight, uh, very short conversation, my strengths coach said, what would it look like to experiment by activating another one of my strengths empathy and turning off the other one strategic. So the next day, literally I sit down with this woman and I'm asking her, how's it going? How's life? And she starts sharing another personal problem with me and I'm fighting it in my head, but it wasn't that big of, it wasn't going against my nature. It was actually using a different part of my nature. And I just really connected with her. Mm. And I remember after like 20 minutes, we're moving on to the next topic and I realized there's no resolution here. There's no problem that I solved. I felt a little bit unsettled, but I remember what my strengths coach said and I just went with it. Mm-hmm. And I called her two days later and said, Hey, I just want to talk about that conversation today. I want to know how you felt about it. And she said, really? I feel like that was the best conversation we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you help someone who gets this information from strengths finder or really from anything, any gram number whatever, what, what is a process, you mentioned coaching, but what does a process look like to take the information, the self-awareness and self-knowledge to put it to use? Mm-hmm. I think a first step is usually just reflecting and figuring out how does this thing come alive in my life? Like I said, so for you, understanding like, okay, well, you have this um, strength of empathy. Where does that really come alive? Where, does, where do you really see yeah. that at work? Where, what are the times that you use that? Is it you know, maybe it's normally in one setting, but not another. So how do you mm-hmm. use that? And, um, and another question I really love to ask people is what's the current challenge that you're facing? Um, a lot of times people have, you know, a challenge in front of them and hmm. just asking them to figure out, okay, what is that challenge? And, and what's a strength that you already have? It's not like you need to go become a different person. You already have it in you. How do you use that for the challenge that you have. So in your example, that's a great example. Like I'm having this issue with this person. I'm trying to connect, but we're missing each other. So you already had something in you. You just Mm. had to apply it in this, in the situation a different way. And I find that that's often really true. Like that's what I mean by really developing and mastering your strengths. They're there. 
But the more you become aware of them and you learn how to name them and figure out how they work in your life, the more you'll be able to actually aim it towards the real challenges and problems that you're trying to deal yeah. with either personally or professionally. That is, that is good. I'm taking notes as you write that down. <laughs> really we'll put that in the show notes later too. Um, you've spent awesome. 20 years working with students, with young people, college students specifically. And I'm curious from your perspective, because I, I think I've noticed some significant shifts, at least since I was in college. And I'm curious what you're seeing uh, for uh, the trends as it relates to personal development, personal growth, uh, desires that students have today versus a generation ago. Um, what are you seeing that's, that's unique or that's new and then what's now? I think one thing that's so different now than like 10 or 15 years ago is um, we're just in a time where everyone's constantly connected. Yeah. Just tech is such a big part of our lives. You know, I try to tell my kids when I was growing up, guys, we didn't have phones that you could right. take in our pocket. You know, they were attached to the wall. If we were out, we'd use pay phones. And, yep. you know, they just look at me like I'm speaking another language. They can't even call understand. people's houses and, and talk to their parents. <laughs> right leave a message on an answering machine yes. they're like what are you talking about <laughs> um they they barely understand what i'm talking about so just yeah. i think in this age of increasing connection it's just constantly evolving and i think some of the effects of that are great um, and some are not so great but i do think one result is that <clears throat> there's just so much more information available to people hmm. so many more options um mm -hmm. you know my son and his friends think of YouTuber as a legitimate career path. You know, for them, it, it is. They see so examples true. of that, right? Um, I've been reading this book uh, called Meet Gen Z by James Emery White. Mm. and just talks about how one characteristic of this upcoming generation is that it's just so much more entrepreneurial than the ones that came before it. And I think it's a result of just having these opportunities and this connection and options in front of them all the time. They're, they're yeah. just more apt to want to create their own unique paths. And I think that could be either something that's really overwhelming or a tremendous opportunity. Hmm. Um, you know, so I always tell people you have a one in 300,000 chance of finding someone with your same top five strengths in that order. Oh, wow. Yeah. So meaning, isn't that crazy? Yeah. So you yeah. could attend the next, you know, four and a half Super Bowls and not find someone <laughs> there that shames, shares your same five um, wow. in that order. And I just think, you know, whereas strengths and all that in the past, it's interesting or helpful. I think there's such an opportunity for the younger generation with this mm. to really know what's unique about them mm. and um, where they have the capacity to bring their greatest impact in the most satisfying way utilizing their unique strengths. I think that's just going to become more and more of a necessity because there's just so many options out there. The, the choices yeah. are endless. You know, we're all kind of dealing with like decision fatigue all the time. So, yeah. but I just think that people knowing themselves really well, and you know, whether that's through something like StrengthsFinder or something else right. um, is going to be indispensable. That's interesting. I'm literally writing an article right now about, <laughs> about copying uh, copying mm. other people, the like copy and paste effect is what I'm calling the article, but it's the mm. idea, especially it's social media, um, the, the temptation. And this is, this is me. I'm talking about me. I look at social media. I see other people's postings, whether it's LinkedIn or Instagram, whatever. And quickly, almost subconsciously start thinking, what am I doing in comparison? Mm -hmm. And, Absolutely. and especially the people that I think are in, so in my grid are cool or, uh, successful or valuable. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm finding myself subconsciously almost 
copying what they wear, how they talk. And that's certainly something that I did. I think we all do growing up and mm -hmm. it's a healthy thing. You know, that's how we learn how to talk, how to walk, how to do math problems, like copying people. But your point's really interesting because it's, uh, it's the uniqueness of you that's going to mm -hmm. impact your life. Yeah. I think there's such a temptation to try to emulate the people that we admire, like you yeah. said, copy and paste or just kind of replicating yeah. because we so respect them and look up to them, but we miss the fact that they're, they're probably effective in what they do because they know who they are uniquely and they know their own strengths and they're utilizing yeah. them well. Mm -hmm. um, and we just think, Oh, I just have to do like X, Y, and Z like them. But really there's, there's another layer to it. Do you see college students struggling with, let's talk about vocation and career for a second. Like, do you see college students struggling to, I, I, in my mind, it's like, do what they're supposed to do. Do what their parents say they're supposed to do. Do what their, uh, the community, their culture, their, their peer group uh, wants them to do, like values above the others. Or do you see it diversifying? Do you see students exploring new things, taking paths of uh, new paths for themselves? Like, what do, you, what do you see? It really depends. I think I see a really wide spectrum and I think it's influenced by family, cultural dynamics. There's, I think there are still young people that are struggling with like, do I do the path that other people want for me or do I do the thing that I mm -hmm. really feel passionate about? Um, but I do think more and more there is more tendency and more space um, in the generation to have freedom and permission to pursue the dreams on their hearts. So I think that's exciting. Yeah, that is a good, that is a good thing. And there's more options, it seems, professionally. It seems yes. like there's more, certainly, I mean, even when I went to school, if you're in the business school, it's either finance, marketing, or management. Now there's multiple iterations, even within a college campus, of what to do inside of a business school, just as an example. Yeah, for sure. What, um, as it relates to someone young, but in this, you might speak to this as a parent or as somebody who works with college students. What, what do you hope uh, that's, that a young person, talk about a, a high school graduate, college grad, what do you hope they know about themselves by those points? I really, really hope that young people understand just as much, well, actually more about what's right about them than what's wrong. So I think, hmm. you know, the temptation to just emulate people that you look up to, that's one temptation. I think another real temptation is to focus on the things that you don't have or to think to focus on weaknesses and try to fix them hmm. and try to improve those and make them better. Um, and, you know, to become a functioning adult, for sure, everyone needs to do things that aren't super pleasant or fun. Laundry. or Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's just adulting. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think it can be too easy for people in general and young people as a part of that to, to get caught up in just trying to fix what you think is wrong with yourself um, yeah. and really truly understanding what's right about you. Again, it goes back to the strengths thing. So I mm -hmm. you know, I really like that one saying that just says, you know, everyone's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it's yeah. going to spend its whole life thinking it's a failure. Right. Um, yeah. <sighs> and I just, I really hope that young people understand that, you know, managing your weaknesses is necessary at times, but building on your strengths is really where it's at for building a satisfying and impactful life. You know, and I just think like, what if every young person 
really understood their own genius and, mm. and lived into that. I, I think that would be really exciting. And for them again, just to know what's, what's profoundly right about them. Hmm. I think that's interesting. I haven't thought about that recently because I've been, for example, coaching my kids sports teams for the past few years. And <laughs> nice. especially at such a young age, I have a five, eight, five-year-old girls right now playing soccer on my team. Uh, I've uh, just came off coaching girls softball, nine and 10 year old girls softball. And I've had this theory, especially for, especially for baseball and softball where, which are sports where there's highly customized skilled positions, a pitcher, a catcher, first baseman. But I've had this theory and coached this way for years where I don't really care at eight years old if your kid wants to play catcher. <laughs> like I think mm-hmm. they need to learn to play the game and try different things. In some ways, how do they know what they're good at? How do they know what they like at this age? But there's a lot of parents who encourage their kids to specialize in sports. And so, um, but there's a, there's a shift and I've noticed a shift by one young girl that I coached last year. I, one game said, hey, you're going to be catcher today. <laughs> and she looked at me with not fear in her eyes, more like anger in her eyes, <laughs> like encourage me all the more to say, oh yeah, you're going to love it. It's going to be great. You're going <laughs> to learn this, uh, this position. And then she went out there, I strapped all the gear on her, kind of pushed her <laughs> behind the plate. And it was a train wreck <laughs> for like 20 minutes. <laughs> All's going everywhere. Uh, she has no clue what to do. And it's not like she's an uncoordinated kid. She just really did not uh, succeed. And, and I don't extrapolate. Maybe she didn't get the support direction that she needed (laughs) by the coach, but she came off the field and I walked right over to her, put my arm around her. And she said, are you going to make me do that again? (laughs) I said, I'm so sorry. No, uh, for the sake of all of us, (laughs) the other team included. Um, But that's that's an interesting idea that I'm curious from your perspective to parents, to teachers, to coaches, to people like youth pastors, youth workers, mm-hmm. um, what what can we do to help students, help young people find and discover what's right, not just what's wrong? Because I I feel the temptation to produce well-rounded people. Mm. I think there's a lot that adults can do to help the young people that we care about. Um, discover what's really great about them and what their strengths are. Uh, For me as a parent, I probably see that as one of my main jobs is to try to identify for my kids, Mm. you know, what are their potential areas of talent and strength? I can't force them to develop it, you know, but I can give them some guidance or point out like, Hey, it seems like you really enjoy this. Like what if we, Mm. if we put in this situation to help that develop? Um, And I'm so grateful when other respected adults in their lives, teachers, coaches, youth pastors do the same. I mean, that's just such a tremendous gift. So I I love this question because I think for me, that's one of the most fun things too about being a parent is just, Mm -hmm. I have my two kids are really different in terms of their personalities. Mm -hmm. I don't know about yours. You're like, how did this happen? You have the same parents and you live in the same house and you're totally different. But in that is again so much potential, right? Like they're they have really different strengths. So yeah, um, and I think that sometimes kids have a little bit of an advantage to discovering their strengths. Um, unlike us adults, they've mm-hmm. usually picked up less of those like I should do this or I have to do that, right. you know, kind right, right. of thoughts and patterns that we get ourselves into. I often tell adults to think back on what they love doing as kids, 
because sometimes that can help uncover some areas of strength or passion. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like the genius of just watching your kids be when they have free time. Like, what yeah. do they do? Play. What do they gravitate towards? How do they play? Yeah. Huh. Um, but I think there's a few ways. So some main clues to discovering someone's talent, I think is the same for all people, but certainly it applies to, to young people. Um, one, it, it, they all boil down to kind of just being really observant. Hmm. Um, and, but the first thing I look for, the first clue is rapid learning. So okay. what are the things that this kid seems to pick up with ease? What yeah. kind of situations, challenges, or learning come naturally to them in which maybe not, you know, like um, for that kid that you're talking about with the catcher, like what was it about the catcher thing that didn't work? You know? uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, but some kids maybe have like in the strengths finder thing, like a learner talent where they like being thrown into mm. a new situation. Maybe this kid has some other talents yeah. that make that a little bit trickier, you know? Um, but, but again, like for, for this kid, like what, where do they learn quickly? Where do they seem to pick up things with ease and what kind of situations? That's great. Um, the second is motivation. Like what kinds of things they're naturally drawn to learn about? Where do they have a real curiosity mm. and desire to learn more? Um, three is uh, what we call flow. Like what are the activities that when they're doing them, they just are in the zone. Okay. You know, they're, they're in a state of flow. Um, so, you know, for example, my younger son, he can just go into his own imagination. He huh. creates these elaborate battles in his okay. mind. And when he's in that, he's just, he's in the groove, you know, and yeah. I don't quite know what strength that is yet, but I'm definitely <laughs> noticing like, okay, there's something there. Um, Field marshal. Something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then uh, the fourth is satisfaction. So what do mm. they find satisfying? I think all of us, um, have things that we're capable at but maybe don't find satisfying and I think that's true of kids as well like oh you know um my son um was really competent at some things with like swimming but then we're like hey you want to join some teams like no don't want to do that you Mm -hmm. know um and and I think really asking the kids like what what do you really enjoy what do you find satisfying what do you what do you want to invest in um that usually can tell you a lot you know where they're finding joy um, and the last is just glimpses of excellence. Um, so, you know, where do you see those little flashes of like, whoa, mm. how'd you do that? You know, like not all kids could have done that. Um, yep. So it's funny you mentioned baseball because I, my older son's a baseball player. Okay. And the time I always think about this is um, he's like in fourth grade and he's going into his championship little league game and huh. you know, everyone's like all excited about it. Like it's a world series. You know, it's like fourth <laughs> yeah, graders playing, but everyone's like yeah. into it. Right. Yeah. And they want to win and the other team wants to win. And yeah. you know, his, his coach says, well, oh, your teammate's sick. So we might have to have you pitch today. And he hadn't, he hadn't pitched for months, like, <laughs> literally like two months. Cause yeah. the last time he did it, he kind of didn't do great. Yeah. Um, but they're like, we might need you to do it today. And so, you know, another kid starts and the game just gets away from them. And uh, before you know it, it's like 10 to one uh, and there's two runners on like kids are crying, you oh know, it's gosh. just, and they go to my son, like, all right, you're going to go in now. <laughs> um, and we're, me and my husband are just like mortified, like, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. watching your kid do that. <laughs> but he locked it down and pitched a great really? game. He, yeah, he got out of that inning, um, huh. gave him a chance to come back. They still lost. I think the final score was something like 11 to 8, but he, yeah. you know, didn't give up very many runs and gave him a chance, a fighting chance. 
Um, and afterwards, me and my husband were like, how the heck did he do that? Like, what <laughs> yeah. was that? You know? Yeah. And it's been actually through the strength stuff. And I'm like, oh, I think he has um, focus. Oh, wow. Focus strength, which yeah. is like being able to see your goal yep. and eliminate extraneous things to get to it. You just are yep. able to like, this is what I need to get done. I'm going to yep. get it done right now. Which is true of athletes, hype, elite military. That strength uh, pops up a lot. Focus comes up a weird, lot. Fo- like what, are, what you're so weird about <laughs> like how excellent you get at stuff. Why are you like that? Yeah, I had never seen Mm. that or hadn't seen it enough to notice it in him um, in that strong way. And then since then, I've kind of picked up, oh, I think he can do this. I don't have that. My husband doesn't have that. You know, so we're just watching him like, whoa, okay, great. And so that's another example, like looking for those little moments when you're like, oh, how'd you do that? That was funny to me. What did that conversation sound like? Was that a conversation you had with him, with your son? Did you share that observation with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's aware of my work now as a strengths coach. And he's yeah. like, I want to take it. There's actually a kid's version. So we haven't oh, done really? it yet. Yeah, uh-huh. it's called um, Strengths Quest. Okay. Uh, it's on the Gallup website and similar. You know, I think it asks them a few questions. It only gives them, I think, top three. Okay. Um, sometimes they use it in schools. But wow. yeah, he's, he keeps asking me like, oh, I want to take it. And I'm curious to see if my, um, you know, my little informal totally. yeah. evaluation yeah. is actually accurate or not. <laughs> right. But you know, we've talked about that, like, oh, you're, you're able to do that. What helps you do that? You know, yeah. what, uh, what keeps you from doing that when, you, when it's harder, you know, just mm-hmm. helping him even talk through or learn about himself. Like, how does he do that when he's playing? Well, well, I love that. I took, I took notes, clues to discover your kid's talent. And we're going to put that on the show notes for sure. That's, that's really good stuff. Um, I think the last question, this goes back to the theme. It's not about you intentionally set that theme because one of the things that we've noticed around this idea of designing and living a vibrant life uh, where you're thriving and uh, you, you just live in a sense of purpose and flow and I am who I'm supposed to be, all that stuff, that one of the common denominators for people who are like that would say there's, there's a high degree and orientation towards serving others. There's, there's something about uh, providing, serving, sacrificing, surrendering. There's something as though, uh, even though counterintuitive, that makes me come alive when I do that. And I'm curious your perspective because one of the maybe distorted versions of things like StrengthsFinder or, or jokes when it comes up in a company, oh great, we're gonna get narcissistic and talk about ourselves, is that it can be, it can, uh, be so focused on you and your journey and you becoming better at you. So where, where do you balance that, both as a mom and a leader with college students and now a strengths coach? How, how, do you, what is, how do you make sense of all that? Mm-hmm. I think that relationship between someone understanding and knowing their strengths and, and that core message of serving other people, I think they're, for me, it's a win-win. Um, hmm. I really do think that people who understand who they are know their strengths and are activated in those things ultimately the purpose is to serve other people and it's people that are functioning at a high level in their strengths that they have something to give Hmm. so i always think of i like an author named francis beekner and he says your your calling in life is where your deep gladness and the world's hunger meet Mm -hmm. well you know you think about the world right now and there's in every single realm 
that you can think of, you know, education, business, politics, families, communities, um, you name it, there's, there's hunger, there's places and needs a need for transformation and leadership. And the more that people can understand what it is that they uniquely do best and how they have that to bring Mm. to the world, I think that's just a tremendous service. So I was coaching a woman who um, is a teacher and um, she was just talking about how she has um, analytical as one of her top strengths Mm -hmm. and how she was like, give me the binders with the data. I want to study it. I want to create a report. I want to learn, you know, she she was like appalled that no one had done that, you know, but, (laughs) but through that was like able to take that information and learn and have all these recommendations about how they could, improve the experience of students at that school and wow. um, and even her strength. She, had, she also had a strength, the strength of learner. Okay. So it was fascinating to hear her talk about her class. And she just was noticing like a lot of her students didn't have that confidence that they could learn. Um, and so she made it her goal. Like we're just going to huh. talk about that. That's going to be a theme. And I want yeah. them, every single student to come away knowing you are capable as a learner. You have the capacity to learn. And that was just such um, a repeated theme in her classroom and with her kids. And she was really starting to see change Hmm. in that toward the end of the year. And I just love that because I was like, that's such a unique flavor Mm -hmm. that you bring to your teaching. You know, the fact that you have learner in your top five, you know, that's what learner is. It's like liking to learn, but it's also confidence that you can learn whatever you need to. And I was like, I love that you're imparting that to your students. I love that they're experiencing your, your unique flavor of teaching and that's just so powerful and to think about these kids particularly a lot of them that come from um disadvantaged backgrounds Mm -hmm. it was just such a you know maybe the first time in their life they were getting that kind of message Mm -hmm. so i just i think that it's a win-win and that people who are really activated in their strengths and you know working out of this motivation you know for her i love that it was like no one told her to go pour through these binders. Nobody yeah, told her right, to right. create this sort of like class yeah, theme. She couldn't but help it. Yeah, she couldn't <laughs> help it. She was like loving to do it. She was energized by it. She was like, give me the rest of the binders. You know, yeah, it's just, yeah. I think it's when people are working out of their strengths in that way that they, they are um, at, at the, have the most potential to really serve in profound ways. So I think it's a huge That's win-win. Cool. That's cool to get practical and, and wrapping up if someone wants to experience more learn more about their their strengths um so two questions how do they do that and then maybe you can even give kind of like a soundbite like of encouragement why someone should invest in that if, if for any reason someone's hesitant and it's certainly probably not the cost or the time but just why should someone invest in understanding and then living on their strengths so practically how can they do it and why should they Practically a couple ways to think about growing in your strengths. I think one, the first I would say is looking back. So um, thinking through maybe those clues of talent for yourself. You know, we talked about as like how it applies to maybe looking for that in kids or youth, but even applying it to yourself. Like, oh, what's the time when I was experiencing that sense of flow? Like I was Mm -hmm. doing something and I lost track of time because I was enjoying it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of looking back, um, another question I like to ask people is, you know, thinking, think back on a peak experience, something that you did 
that you're tremendously proud of that you feel like you did well, like you were very effective and you enjoyed it. Mm. And then almost like studying it, like breaking it down to its pieces and thinking through all the details of that. Like, okay, so when you did that, did you do that alone or did you do that with other people? Um, When you worked with other people, did you like one-on-one or did you like groups or what was it about the kind of people that you worked with that made it satisfying or what motivated you or how did you get through this challenge? You know, really getting granular about it and, and looking for those little factors that made your best come out and made your strengths come alive. And, and I think that helps you look forward then so that you can identify them and, and, and look for opportunities that will have more of those um, key factors for you. That's cool. Um, and then, yeah, of course, I recommend the assessment. So, you know, you get StrengthsFinder 2.0 off of Amazon. It takes like 20 or 30 minutes, and it gives you an assessment. Like, in, it can just be a starting place for someone if they're looking for, um, like, a language and a framework okay. um, to work off of. What if they wanted to get a coach? Is that something that they could do through that website? Is that something they need to connect with individually if they know someone like you? I would, you can send them my way. I would love yeah, to work absolutely. with people. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, if you go on Gallup, they have a directory of coaches if there's something kind of more specific that you're looking for. So there's everyone who's a certified coach is on there. Um, cool. And yeah, certainly through connections and people that you okay. know. Okay, we'll definitely mm-hmm. put your contact info on. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and then why, um, why yeah. invest in your strengths? Well, I think I would, for someone that was kind of, questioning why to grow in their strengths, I would just say, I don't think there's anything more powerful than uncovering what you already have in you. Hmm. Your keys to making the impact that you want to make, to experiencing more satisfaction in your life, either personally or professionally, you have that in you. So it's just a matter of discovering that and figuring out how to utilize what you've already been given. And I just think there's there's hmm. no greater potential that you have and building off of those things. Yeah. That's great. Well, I, I mean, no disrespect to the previous guests we've had in this podcast. I think this is episode 17, but Tracy, I have a whole two pages of notes from things that you shared and I don't remember <laughs> writing really much of anything down in previous conversations. So um, I want to thank you for the thoughtfulness you put in this conversation and I'm going to put a lot of notes uh, which I don't normally do. <laughs> Link a few things, uh, books you mentioned, how to get to StrengthsFinder, how to get to uh, find Tracy. So just want to say a big hearty thank you for the conversation, the friendship over the years. And thanks for what you're doing for not just Monus and your own family, uh, but for the, obviously the generation that's coming up next. Um, so thank you. Thanks so much, Scott. I really enjoyed talking with you today. Good. All right. Take care. You too. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Use School Podcast. You can find other episodes like this one, as well as a bunch of other free resources for students, parents, schools, athletes, and veterans on our website, theuseschool.com. Remember, it's your story. Don't let anybody else write it.